0: Step down into darkness Open my eyes, let me see Beauty that makes this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship Yeah.
1: Remembering that God so loved the world, he loved each one of us, that he gave Jesus to be the sacrifice for our sins. So let's receive forgiveness and thank him for it. Amen. I read in a book recently... That as the people of God we are powered by faith, and our faith is powered by unending, committed, ceaseless praise. So as we come into God's presence this morning, as we or as we celebrate his presence with us, we're going to start with praise. I will enter his courts, his gates with thanksgiving in my heart, says the psalmist, and his courts with praise. So let's stand. If any kids want to come and bang a percussion instrument, or if anybody else wants to, then please do. There are banners here if you want to wave a banner or process around the church as we rejoice in what God has done for us. We're going to start. (coughs) They're there if anybody wants them. We're going to start by reading a few verses of Scripture. Okay, let's stand and read these together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And skipping a couple of verses. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in according with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. So so with that in mind, let's lift up the name of Jesus on high. Anybody wants to come and get a banner or a, a tambourine or anything like that, please do.
2: Lord, I lift your name on high i love to sing your praise i'm so glad you're in my life i'm so glad you came to save us you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the cross to the cross my debt to pay From the cross to the grave From the grave to the sky Lord, I lift your name on high Lord, I lift your name on high Lord, I love to sing your praise i'm so glad you're in my life i'm so glad you came to save us you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my debt to pay from the cross to the grave Holy, holy, God Almighty, who was and is to come. God of glory, you're so worthy, all the saints bow down. Holy, holy, God Almighty, who was and is to come. God of glory, you're so worthy, all the saints bow down. Holy is your name in all the earth, righteous are your ways so merciful. Everything you've done is just and true, holy, holy God are you. Holy, holy God, are you. Holy, holy God almighty, who was and is to come. God of glory, you're so worthy. All the saints bow down Holy is your name in all the earth Righteous are your name so merciful Everything you've done is just and true Holy, holy God are you Holy, holy God are you All blessing, all honor belongs to you, all power as are your ways so merciful everything you've done is just and true. Holy holy God, are you holy holy God? Are you holy holy God? Are you holy holy God? Are you? Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Crown him the Lord of life, who triumphed, Glorious in the strife for those he came to save. His glory now we sing. Who died and rose on a high, who died eternal life to bring, and lives that death may die. Lord of love, behold his hands and side, those wounds let visible above in beauty glorified. No angel in the sky can fully bear that sight. Downward bends his burning eye At mysteries so bright Crown him the Lord of peace Whose power a scepter sways From pole to pole That wars may cease And all be prayer and praise his reign shall know no end, and round his pierced feet, fair flowers of paradise extend their fragrance ever sweet. Crown him, the Lord of years the potentate of time. Creator of the rolling spheres, ineffably sublime. All hail
1: So as we stand in the presence of our risen Lord, let's offer him praise. Lord, we say, all hail, Redeemer, hail, for you have died for us. You thought us worth going to the cross for, for enduring the shame and the pain, the mockery. And you did it for us because you thought we were worth it. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that even while we were still sinners, you loved us. So help us now as we continue to thank you and praise you. Amen. If anybody wants to lead a short prayer of praise, then please do. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus.
3: Hmm.
1: man. This next song is a song that we haven't sung for a while. So if you're not sure about it, um, just listen and you'll soon pick it up.
2: In awe of you we worship and stand amazed at your great love. We're changed from glory to glory. We've set our hearts on you, our God. Sing that again. In all of you we worship and stand amazed at your great love. We're changed from glory to glory. We've set our hearts on you, our God. Now your presence fills this place. Be exalted in our praise. As we worship, I believe, you are here. Now your presence fills this place. Be exalted in our praise. As we worship I believe you are here in awe of you in awe of you we worship we stand amazed at your great love. We're changed from glory to glory. We set our hearts on you, our God. Now your presence fills this place. Be exalted in our praise. As we worship, I believe you are here. Now your presence fills this place. Be exalted in our praise. As we worship, I believe, you are here. Blessing and honor and glory and power forever, forever. blessing and honor and glory and power forever forever blessing and honor and glory and power forever forever blessing and honor and glory and power forever forever now your presence fills this place be exalted in our praise as we worship i believe you are near In awe of you we worship and stand amazed at your great love.
1: still says the Lord know that I am God I will be exalted in the heavens I will be exalted among the earth and the chorus in that psalm goes the Lord of hosts the Lord Almighty is with us the God of Jacob is our refuge Amen would you like to be seated Rachel are you taking the children oh. right Re- Any children um, would like to go with Rachel? Just before you go with her, let's pray for you as you go. Lord, we pray your blessing on our kids. Thank you for giving them to us. Thank you, Lord, for because you care for them as much as you care for us. We pray that you would lead them on. Pray your blessing on Rachel as she takes them and leads them now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As they leave, Colin, can we have our reading, please? As Colin comes up, in a moment... Peter will come and preach on the second sermon in our um, Lent theme about confidence. And this time he's um, preaching on confidence through community.
4: Good morning, everyone. This morning's reading is taken from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 4 to 11. And I believe it can be found on page 1188 in the Church Bible, if you wish to follow it. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. This is the word of the
0: Lord.
1: Peter comes to preach for us, let's pray for him. Lord, we thank you for Peter. Thank you for giving him to us as leader, as victim. We pr- ask now, Lord, the, for your Holy Spirit to pour out your blessing on him and anoint what he has prepared to our ears and to our hearts. Amen.
5: Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. Thank you for your prayers, everybody. Good to see you this morning. So, as John said, we are in uh, week two or sermon two Uh, Even if you want to be very Anglican, the second Sunday of Lent uh, in our series on uh, confidence. And as I said last week, we're looking at different ways we can all grow in our confidence in the gospel. And as our confidence in the gospel grows, then that means that we can be more confident on our front lines, where we encounter those who don't yet know Christ or uh, confess Christ or, or say Christ is Lord. So let me again uh, remind you of the flow of this series, just so you know where we're going uh, in this series of sermons. So last Sunday, as I said, we, look, we looked at how we are convinced in our faith. And you remember that we looked at that amazing passage in Romans chapter 8, uh, where Paul writes, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And so therefore we are convinced uh, that nothing can separate us from our love, the love of God in Christ. Uh, This week, we're going to be thinking about the importance of community and uh, and the importance of of an encouraging church community. And then in the following weeks, uh, different speakers uh, will be talking about how we are driven by compassion and uh, how we need to have consistent patterns of spiritual formation. Uh, When we feel competent, we know that God is with us. Uh, And finally, that we find resolute courage despite our nervousness. To share Christ on our front lines. So, today we're thinking about uh, this idea of, of frontline confidence uh, when we are part of a supportive community that encourages us, encourages us to live for Jesus wholeheartedly. So, today really we're thinking about two things at the same time. We're thinking about the importance of the gathering of the church. This is the gathered church here on a Sunday morning. This is when we get together, isn't it? Uh, we're also thinking about the fact that throughout the week we, we are scattered. we go out into the world, we' to go, go out to wherever God has placed us in the week, wherever that is, whether that's uh, your home or you're uh, seeing your friends, seeing your family, going to volunteer, going to work, going to club, uh, going to socialize, whatever that is, wherever you are in the week, learning, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, that is a place where God has placed you. And I can only guess that at some point in the week, you're going to be mixing with people who aren't yet Christians. Now, maybe you think, oh, why does he keep going on about this front lines thing? Haven't we heard this all before? Well, we have heard it all before, and I realize that. But I make no excuse for this, because this is vital in our walk with Jesus, because this is how we learn, how we share our faith with those who aren't yet Christians. How we are salt and light in those places, as we share our lives for God in those places where people aren't yet Christians. And so as we mix with people who aren't yet Christians, we need to have confidence in our faith. We need to have confidence that our faith is true, that God is real, that God is with us, that God lives in us by his Spirit, that Jesus died on the cross for you and for me and for everybody. And yet we all need encouragement to do that. As we do that, we need encouragement to do that. A book I read recently describes two kinds of people. Now, this is generalizing humanity into two groups, which is always a fairly dangerous thing to do, but let's, let's go for it. There are two kinds of people generally in this world. You get the basement people, and you get the balcony people. Now, basement people are the discouragers in our lives. Uh, they may be people in our past, people in our present, but their words go with us wherever we go. They're the negative influences in our lives. So they constantly point out what is wrong, what could be better, what you should have done, what you didn't do, rather than what is right with us. Basement people cause a room to light up when they leave. On the other hand, you get balcony people. You get balcony people are the people who are full of love, and they cheer us on, and they encourage us to be loving, encourage us to be courageous. They encourage us to be courageous in our walk with Christ and in our witnessing for Christ. And so they sit in the balcony of our lives, as it were, and they are cheering us on, saying, you can do it. we, We believe you can do it. We know you can do it. Go for it. You are special to us. Balcony people are the encouragers in our lives. We need them. We all need them. And so the question for all of us is, who will we be? Who will you be? Will we be basement people or balcony people? And the choice is ours, yours, or mine to make. And so, as Christians, where do we find encouragement to keep going and to keep loving, and to keep witnessing for Jesus? Well, the answer is here. It's our church family, our fellowship. This is where we find encouragement. Now, what I want you to do is something li- a little bit unEnglish here, and I'm going to give you complete permission but i want you to look at each other so you may need to turn around you may need to literally turn around but i want you to look at each other because this is your church family you can wave if you like absolutely fine have a little wave have a smile go on there's something we don't often do isn't it but we don't really sometimes look at each other but what a lovely bunch you are you're a wonderful bunch of people you really are And so this is community. Our church community is the place where God has designed for us to be so that we don't feel alone, so that we're not alone as believers. That's why we need each other, so we're not alone as believers. And so that is where Paul's words to the Thessalonians, don't say that too quickly, comes in. Thessalonians. So 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verses 4 to 11 we're looking at. If you haven't got a Bible open, please do. Uh, I think it was 1188, uh, the page number. So let's have this open before you. Let's have a look at what Paul says to you and to me about how we can encourage each other. I'm going to reread it again. Colin read it really well. I'll reread it it again. But but you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You You are all children of the light and children of the day. You do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Now, of course, it's the last verse of, the, of our reading that is particularly relevant to what we're thinking about today, isn't it? Paul tells the Thessalonians and us, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Encourage one another and build each other up, says Paul. So you've got a little yet extraordinarily significant word, encourage there. Do you want to learn some New Testament Greek? Oh, I hear real enthusiasm here, I really do. (laughs) New Testament, if, you're not, if you're not enthusiastic, New Testament Greek is the language that your New Testament was written in, so you need to be enthusiastic about this, because that's the original language of the New Testament. So the language of the New Testament, that word encouraged in New Testament Greek is parakaleo. Okay? Parakaleo. Literally, that means to call alongside. So that is where we get the word paraclete. Now, you may have heard the word paraclete. And the paraclete is another word or another name for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, you see, is the one who is called alongside or called to come alongside us as we are encouraged by the Holy Spirit and to build each other up in the power and the encouragement and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So paraclete is a lovely word to encourage, to, to comfort each other in the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's one, it's lovely, isn't it? This is amazing. This is our calling for each other, is to parakaleo each other, to comfort and encourage each other in the power of the Holy Spirit. So Paul says, spend your time, encouraging each other, and helping each other by the paraclete, by the power of the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter. And so just as a church building needs foundations to be solid and to remain solid, upright so the church that is us that is you and me the body of christ around the world needs encouragement we need to be this we need strengthening by encouraging each other and that my friends is why testimonies are so vital in the life of our church if one of you one of if one of our church body experiences god working in their life in the week If God has touched you in a week in some way, whether that's through somebody speaking to you or you speaking to somebody else or however that is, it is so important that we hear about that as a church because that builds us up as a body. That encourages us to know that God is at work in our lives day by day. So if you have a testimony to share, please don't be shy. Come and see me. Come and seek me out. Or one of the wardens or Ursula. Tell us about it so that we can then think, oh, yeah, that would fit in a service we can hear that and be encouraged to 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 in our walk with christ where we are don't be shy do share those testimonies so why is encouragement important why is it worth investing our time and our effort into it well i just want to give you two main reasons firstly it's important because it helps us keep the faith and secondly it's important because it is so powerful so let's think about this. It's, it's, it is important to encourage because it helps us keep the faith our faith. Now in case you hadn't noticed it, the world, generally speaking, is against the gospel. And th- that is why we need encouragement to stand firm in our faith, because just generally speaking, the world around us is against our faith. People will reject you for being a Christian people are thinking, why do they believe in God, who is a myth? People regard the world, generally speaking, the the world regards uh, Christians as fools. They think, well, what a a bunch of fairy tales they believe in. Why do they believe in that out-of-date moral code, the Ten Commandments, etc.? Haven't scientists disproved Genesis? Haven't historians disproved the Bible? Haven't philosophers brought down... Anything to do philosophically to do with uh, Christianity. So, how can it possibly be true? But of course, that shouldn't surprise us. Sure, of course it doesn't. Because Paul says in 1 Corinthians this For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is a power of God. 1 Corinthians 1 and so the world, by and large, considers us as fools, and yet we have the power and the love of Christ inside us. I heard an interesting fact this last week. Worrying fact, actually, but um, apparently there are now more naturalists, those those who type, like taking their clothes off, than Anglicans in this country. I don't know whether that I don't know how, what that does to you, but that's that's a uh, very worrying. There are more naturalists than Anglicans in this country now. The point is, is that we need to encourage each other because by and large the world is against us and thinks we're fools. We need encouragement because the Christian life is a struggle. Jesus said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But he also said, take up your cross and follow me each and every day. In other words, when Jesus says that, he says, you've got to be willing to sacrifice everything for me. That's what Jesus is meaning by that. Even, maybe even your own life. To follow Christ. And so we have to be willing to suffer and sacrifice for Christ. And Jesus warns us, doesn't he, don't make that choice lightly. Make that choice advisedly and think it through. Think through the cost of following him. That cost is our life. Everything we have, everything we are. And so that is why we need those cheerers on. You know, the London Marathon or the Shrewsbury Half Marathon or whatever it is. You know, there's people along the side of the marathon who are going, yes, go for it. Come on, you can do it. We need encouragers alongside us cheering us on. (laughs) I've never run a marathon, but I'd imagine if you ever run anything like that, your legs after a while tend to rubber. And your chest is on fire, your heart is pumping away and you're thinking, I can't keep going. You'd give anything to give up and stop running and, and, and just quit the race. And so that's why those spectators are, and are so important, because they're saying, you can do it, encourage them. Encourage them, you can do it. Paul says, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So encouragement is important because it helps us to keep the faith. Secondly, encouragement is important because it's so powerful. Mark Twain, who, uh, a well-known American author, uh, said this, I can live for two months on a good compliment. So what what does it do to us? When we receive a compliment, when when somebody says, you did that really well, what does it do in us? You tend to savour it, don't you? You tend to think, oh, that was, that was great to hear that. You, you, know, you turn it over in your minds. You play it again in your mind until it's burned into your long term memory. It's like you know, when a starving person you know, is desperate for food, and they receive a, a well cooked steak. That's what it's like. They savor it, enjoy it. Why is that? Because encouragement has such power. Proverbs is great, isn't it? In the Old Testament, Proverbs has got some great words of advice here. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Or Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You have this power. If you've got a tongue in your head, you hold the power of spiritual life and health of somebody else. Your speech has the power to revive your brothers and sisters in Christ. To renew strength, to refresh spirit. To lift someone out of feeling low and down. Because that's what encouragement can do. It would be a shame, wouldn't it, if we didn't use that awesome power. And so as we encourage, we are encouraged ourselves. As we express appreciation, we become thankful. As we encourage someone to trust God, our own faith is strengthened. And so as we comfort others who are suffering, we ourselves find comfort and joy. So how do we do it? Well, like most things in the Christian life, this place is like a laboratory. Jesus has designed the church to be a place of learning. This is where we learn how to love others. As a laboratory of learning, if you like. And so elsewhere in 1 Thessalonians, Paul says this. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 12. I'll read that again. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for, an ev- and for everybody else, just as ours does for you. To so Paul is praying, may your love increase for each other and everybody else. And that includes those who are out in the world. Those, this, is, this is not just church, here. this is talking about everybody that you come to meet in the week. Now, most of us, I I think, would agree that we find it easier to love those who love us. Would you agree with that? Most of us, I think, find it easier to love those who love us. So how do you love those who don't love you? Or even worse, how do you love those who are actively against you, who, who are maybe seeking to undermine you? How do you do that? So the Bible says that love is a gift from God. That's what Paul is saying. I pray that you will receive this overflowing love for other people. It's a gift of God. And when you, it's only when you receive that gift of God that you are able to bless others. It's only when you receive that love in your heart and your soul that you can love others who don't maybe love you. I like this quote I found. It is far easier to love those who love us, but as we learn to love within the Christian community, maybe we are in a school for learning to love those outside. So God has placed us in this community, this church community, partly so that we learn to love those who are around us. We're learning to, to know and understand and experience what it means to love each other, which is a challenge. It can be a challenge, can't it? So do you have agape love for your brothers and sisters in this community of faith? Or what do you do when someone upsets you or gossips about you? I'm talking about fellow Christians here, not non-believers, fellow Christians. So Paul's prayer there in 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 3 is, is learning to love a fellow believer in such an abundant way that yes, I've learned how to love and therefore that love overflows and increases and it spills out into maybe loving those who aren't yet Christians. As I say, that love has got to come from the heart. It's a supernatural love that God gives us. Because human love says No. I'm not going to love you because you don't show me any love. That's human love. Supernatural love says, well, that's love beyond the limits. It's loving those who don't love us. It allows us to love the unlovable and love those who we find difficult. And so I'm encouraged when people who, who are maybe new to this church come along and they, and they, they experience this love, this fellowship, this, this welcome that they find in. I think that's true. There is that. Because people are longing to be loved and accepted. And as they find that in us, they will want to find out the source of that love. And of course, the source of that love is Jesus Christ. So, as we pursue godly confidence, don't go it alone. There are things we can do to help each other. And we need people too and they need us. Just some very practical ideas. Maybe send an encouraging text or a WhatsApp to uh, somebody during the day who maybe is in your, in your small group, your home group, or somebody you know who's in the church and you know they're going through a difficult time. Just send them a little email or WhatsApp you know, and encourage them. Or maybe start a, a prayer pair or a prayer triplet. Get into a little group and pray for each other. Get to know how somebody else's life is. How can you pray for them? How can you encourage them? How can you deepen relationships that are already there? Or how might you develop relationships that aren't yet in existence? Now, I'm coming towards an end, and I'm going to finish with an illustration, which I think kind of sums up uh, what I've been trying to say this morning. In a moment, we're going to watch a a video, um, which Ian will show us. But um, in October 2019, Eliud Kipchoge, who's a Kenyan, became the first ever human being in history to run a sub-two-hour marathon. And so he ran the 20, Kipchoge ran the 26.2-mile distance in an amazing time of one hour, 59 minutes, 40. In other words, just under two hours. First human being ever to do that. How did he do it? Not alone. He did it with the support of some of the best runners in the world who are running as pace-setters with him, running different sections with him as he ran this marathon, and with a crowd cheering him on. Let's have a look. ...unfolding on the streets of
3: Vienna this morning. It's a Saturday run like we've never seen before. Listen at the noise, the crowd getting right behind him through hard work and discipline he's pointing come on he says Elliot Kipchoge has the hand of history on his shoulder he has less than 200 meters to go Elliot Kipchoge let's keep an eye on the clock into the final 20 seconds Elliot Kipchoge On his shoulder 140 140 the unofficial Eliud Kipchoge storms into the history books in Vienna. 1.59.40, the unofficial time. The first man to run a marathon in under two hours. One final lung-busting stride for Kipchoge. One giant leap for human endeavor. And, you know, Kipchoge was right. No human is limited. And now he can celebrate. He has done
5: it. You you have just seen. amazing, isn't it? But did you notice the crowd cheering him on? You could do it. Go for it. And he was assisted. Apparently, he was assisted by a team of forty-two pacemakers, who were included amongst that group. Uh, Olympic champions, and the last leg was uh, run uh, by uh, a man called Bernard Lagat, who was a former fifteen hundred meter and five thousand meter world champion. So they had. He had this group of, of pace setters with him, cheering him on, urging him on. And he said, Kipchoge said, said in fact, to, to, uh, to the reporters, they are among the best athletes in the world, so thank you. I appreciate them for accept, accepting this job. We did this one together. May that be true of you and me. Run the Christian life together. Encourage one another. And build each other up. Amen. Let's pray. Father, as we are here together in this church, would you, Lord, help us to encourage each other? Would you fill us with your love that is your love, supernatural love, divine love? the love of the Holy Spirit, would you fill us overflowing so that our love for each other is real and authentic. And we can then even love those who don't love us. Help us to learn what it means to love. Help us to experience your love. Help us to encourage each other with your love so that when we go out into our front lines, into the world, we are able to love those who don't yet, haven't yet acknowledged you as Lord. Fill us with your love, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you, Peter. We're going to spend the next 10 minutes or so responding to what he said in various different ways. Um, first of all, though, um, <clears throat> as I was um, thinking and preparing for, the, uh, for, uh, for leading this service, I, well, once I saw what Peter was preaching on, and what, on my fir- um, the thought came to be, we, ne- we need to deal with any tendency to criticize. Peter talked about basement people and balcony people. And It's very easy to lapse into criticism if you don't like uh, the way the church is being led or if you don't like the way somebody else is do it, doing something. Um, and I think we need to come before the Lord and, and deal with that so that we can be people of real encouragers to each other because, boy, we're going to need it. So let's just be quiet before the Lord for a moment. It may be that what I've, I'm saying is, um, is striking a chord in your heart. It may be that it's not. And if it's not, then no worries. Just, um, just keep thanking the Lord for all that He's done for you. But if we are harboring a critical spirit, we need to bring it to Jesus. And as we bring these things to Jesus, just remember there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That he lives in us. His Holy Spirit lives in us. And as Peter says, he gives us the strength to deal with things like that where it's lack of love for people who don't love us, Or criticism because things aren't happening the way we want them to. Just remember, the way is still open for us to come to him and allow him to deal with these things. So in, in your mind's eye, just picture Jesus on the cross bearing that sin. scripture says that he became sin for us so that we, should, we could become the righteousness of God again it all depends on what it all stands purely on what Jesus has done and so we can come before him and we can say in your name and by the power of the spirit I renounce the spirit of criticism if that is what God is calling you to do and decide that the next time a critical thought comes into your mind you're going to not, not, not allow it into your mind because these thoughts will come again but greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world and now in your heart thank Jesus that that is indeed true Amen. Before we carry on with further prayers, we're going to stand and sing one further song, which again focuses our mind on the cross. It stands really as a creed. So let's stand and sing, I believe there is a God in heaven.
2: i believe there is a god in heaven who paid the price for all my sin shed his blood to open up the way for me to walk with him gave his life upon a cross took the punishment for us offered up himself in love Jesus, Jesus, it is finished, was his cry, not even death could now deny, the Son of God exalted high, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I believe there is a God in heaven Who paid the price for all my sin Shed his blood to open up the way For me to walk with him Gave his life upon a cross Took the punishment for us Offered up himself in love Jesus, Jesus, it is finished, was his cry, not even death could now deny, the Son of God exalted high, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I believe there is a God in heaven who paid the price for all my sin, shed his blood to open up the way for me to walk with him.
1: Would you like to be seated? One of the ways we can encourage people, particularly the people we don't see every day or people we don't know at all, our brothers and sisters in Christ across the world, is to pray for them, and that's what we're going to do now. Um, The London Institute of Contemporary Christianity, from whom we've got this sermon series, have have an exercise called This Time Tomorrow, which we have done in this church before, Um, but we're going to do it again, because this... um, helps us focus on our front lines wherever they are. And James Hindson is very kindly coming up and uh, agreed to be grilled on this. He's putting a coat on for protection. (laughs) Thank you, James, for this. Well, the question is, quite simply, this time tomorrow, what will you be doing?
6: Right, well, um, after I've got up in the morning, which is early early. I put on my coat for a purpose because um, I just wanted to encourage Rachel. I'm, I'm not sure she's here, she's out with the children, but um, I don't know whether you remember, but we were all given one of these little candles a few weeks ago. And um, being a slightly basement person when it comes to plastic artifacts, um, I thought, what on earth is the point of this little candle? It's made of plastic and the world's you know, we've got too much plastic in the world. So I was a basement person, but then put it in my coat, forgot about it, and then every time I put my coat on to come to work, I kind of feel for my keys to lock the house up. And instead, I find this little candle. And if I haven't had time for my quiet time or Bible reading before I come to school, that just reminds me of what I am. I'm a Christian going to school. And, and you know, I think the, the sermon theme was the light of the world. So thank you, Rachel, for giving me this little bit of plastic because in a very busy day, at the beginning of a very busy day, that just kind of reminds me of who I am and what my job is. Um, in school. So what am I doing this time tomorrow? Uh, I'll have gone to assembly, hopefully sung a decent hymn. They aren't all decent hymns, but there are some in the hymn book. Um, Then I'll have had a free period first lesson, so I can do some marking. Then I'm teaching the upper five Um, And I need to be a kind of balcony person with them because they're doing their GCSEs and they're all very stressed, so they all need to be told how wonderful they are and how well they're doing, despite the fact they all need to do a bit more work. (laughs) Um, Then I have a break time staff meeting, which is usually a bit of a waste of time, so I'm definitely a basement person there, along with most of the other staff. Um, And then I'm teaching the lower sixth population, the lunch hour policy in China, and then I'm teaching lower five, and then there's a staff meeting at lunchtime, etc., etc.
1: Thank you, James. Um,
6: That's what I'm doing tomorrow.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Well, there's a lot there, isn't there?
6: Now, um,
1: as a Christian in this work, what are the challenges you face, and how can we pray for you?
6: Uh, the challenges are twofold, really. Um, one is with my colleagues. Um, uh, being, it's very easy in, in a school, t- especially when I'm right at the bottom of the hierarchy, it's very easy to be very grumpy about senior management and the way they run the school um, in all sorts of different ways. I can see some people in education <laughs> empathizing there. Um, so it's trying to be positive and positively critical because some things do need to change. Mm, yeah. um, so I try not to be a basement person. Um, and then sometimes it's tough being a balcony person with the students. So, so pray for me and my colleagues. And there are one or two challenges coming up this week. Uh, and then with some of the students, so the A-level and GCSE students are all working towards their A-levels and GCSEs. And, and they, they do need encouragement mm-hmm. and, and help to to kind of see me as, as a Christian caring for them, but at the same time challenging mm-hmm. them.
1: Thank you, James. May we pray for you. Thanks. So Lord, we thank you for James and for his witness in that school. And we pray, Lord that you would so fill him with your holy spirit that that uh, the staff the children would see you in him lord particularly as he as he seeks to encourage lord we pray for your strength for him lord in the in the irritations and the discouragements particularly when we think the things aren't being run, he thinks that things aren't being run properly lord will you please give him your love for those who are in authority over him and your love for those whom he, te- whom he teaches. And we pray your blessing on him and on Sue, Lord, this week. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jim. Well, thank you, James. Yes. Can you come up here and say it? Because um, we're being live-streamed.
7: Um, I was just wondering if there's another family we could pray for, because they... Uh, Peter is leading this church in a very difficult time. There's a lot going on, and I really feel God is saying, please, could we pray for the Hubbards? So right. if you feel comfortable coming forward, that's fine. But if you don't, that's fine. We could just pray for where you are. Um, is right. that okay? Okay, yeah, um, right. it is. Okay. Please do continue. I will. I will do, you, do, you want, do you want to just stay put? Or? It's, it's entirely up to you. I don't, I don't want to put you it's on It's entirely spot. up to you, but please do come forward. But I, I, I really feel that, that it's important that we support you in prayer um, at the moment.
1: If you can come over this side so we can catch if, you on if camera as well. Wants
7: to come and join them, please do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to land you with this. I couldn't figure out how to. No, you well, <laughs> Sort this out. Anyway. Right. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just really want to thank you for the Hubbard family. Mm. Thank you for all they do for us. And thank you for the way Peter leads his church. Thank you for guiding him. And I just pray that you would continue to guide him in all the challenges he's got to face at the moment. Lord, I also pray for Debbie as she supports Peter, but as she also has her own. Um, Work to do Lord Lord, that you would fill her with your peace and your wisdom fill them both with your your peace and your wisdom um, as they go about their their daily work and for the girls too Lord in what they're doing any challenges they're all facing um, and the joys as well Lord I just pray that you would really, really bless them at this time, and that they would be very aware of your presence mm, amen. with them um, as they go about their, their lives. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Cheryl. Let's just continue in prayer for a moment or two. Let's, just a moment of quiet, let's, um, first of all, remember all our link missionaries. I'm going to try and name some of them, knowing me I'll probably leave somebody out. But for Rachel in Nepal, for the Hills, ministering to overseas students in Birmingham, for the McClure's ministering with uh, Pathfinders, not Pathfinders, ministering in Southampton, and for all others, love for Martin and Susie in particular, working in Kenya at, uh, as we speak. Let's lift them up to the Lord. And also let's, just for a moment, think of all those who are being in trouble for their, their faith. Whether it's just difficulties at work, in whatever profession they're in. or whether it's those overseas in countries where it is actually dangerous to be a Christian. I read recently that there's fresh persecution against Christians in in North Korea, but we think also of the Hindu world, the Muslim world, where people find themselves possibly having to put their lives on the line because of their belief in Jesus. And I want to pray for them, and I hope you'll pray with me, for them in the words of St. Paul. We need to pray specific prayers. And with Paul, we pray that out of the Lord's glorious riches, he may strengthen each one of these folks with power through his spirit in their inner beings, so that Christ may dwell in in their hearts through faith. And we pray that they, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that they may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And in particular, Lord, we pray that they might have courage, and strong faith to know that no matter what happens to them, you are with them. And may they glorify you, Lord, in the presence of these difficulties. We pray this, Lord, for those in danger for their faith. We pray for this for our, all those working overseas to proclaim the gospel, some of whom we've named. And we pray for our, this for our own church leaders as well, Lord, for Peter, for Ursula, for all in leadership in this church. Lord, that you would encourage them, Lord, as they come to know you better. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome back to the children. Um, Rachel, wherever you are, do you want to come and tell us a bit about what what you've been up and doing? Sorry to uh, jump this on you. uh, If you come and stand about here, then you'll be seen on camera.
8: Um, so it's just been three of us today, but it's been lovely. Um, we've just been exploring about what God's love looks like in our everyday context and what areas perhaps we want to improve on. And Felicity talked about being respectful and um, how how we can be more like that. And I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we could probably grow in that area too. Um, we listened to some different types of music and we thought about the different pictures and colors that could represent the sounds that we have heard and how that relates to us growing in love in our hearts Um, and that's what we've been doing this morning and it's based on the verse a new command i give you love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another it's um, it's a choice to love and it's a command so yeah that's all for now thanks
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rachel. Please. We're coming to the end of the service now. You'll be glad to hear. Um, just before we have our final hymn, a couple of notices. There is the one prayer meeting at seven o'clock tonight in the foyer. Please do come, as we pray continue to pray for um, all our outreach activities um, ar- uh, around the village. This is the first Sunday of the month, so this is a 10 o'clock service. We've already had a uh, 9 o'clock said communion. Next week, being the second Sunday in the month, there there will just be a 10 o'clock service. Church at 10, as we call it now. Church directories are available. The new church directories are available at the back of the church. There's a pot uh, for for money where we would uh, appreciate some uh, uh, small donations towards the cost of printing these off. Okay, bring your money next week then. <laughs> Did you he hear that? Uh, they, they, they've all gone. Um, so uh, there will be more next week. So anyway, next Sunday, in, sorry, next Saturday in church, um, there is the final dress rehearsal for a play called John's Tale, starring in our very own Stuart this, um They've opened it out to an audience, and admission, because it's the dress rehearsal, admission is free, bit like with all free things in this, um, this building, there will be a, a, a voluntary collection at the end um, where um, if, you want, if you want to contribute, your, your contributions will go towards the street pastors and, and the Shrewsbury Ark. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, please do come for that. It's 7 o'clock next Saturday. It promises to be very good. And finally, Joyce Kiddie, who some of you may know, is 99 this week. Major achievement. Um... Karen Langridge has left a card on the, um, on the circular table ju- just on your right in the foyer as you go out. Any of you who want to uh, sign it uh, sign it and wish Joyce all the best, please do sign it on your way out and uh, then we'll uh, get it back to Carolyn who will then uh, deliver it to her. Okay. Sure, yeah. Joan is coming forward to read a short uh, passage from the psalm. Okay, make sure.
9: you. I feel really challenged about that marathon running because all of us getting older. <laughs> and uh, But I feel like we can all be a support runner for somebody, however old we are. I feel God's really challenging us about that today, that we can all be... A runner alongside somebody, and we should never think of ourselves as, well, I'm too old and being on the shelf. So I want to pray this psalm as a blessing, as it's been on my heart all through, especially when we're praying for Peter. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion may he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings may he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed may we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our god may the lord grant all your requests now i know this the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God.
6: Right. Psalm, 20.
1: Psalm 20, for those of you who didn't hear. Right, shall we stand and sing our final hymn, which actually follows on from that quite well. He is the Lord, and He reigns on high.
2: He is the Lord, and He reigns on high. He is the Lord, spoke into the darkness, created the light. He is the Lord who is like unto him never ending in days he is the Lord and he comes in power when we call on his name we is the Lord show your power oh Lord our God show your power The gospel, O Lord, is the hope for our nation. You are the Lord. It's the power of God for our salvation. You are the Lord. We ask not for riches, but look to the cross. You are the Lord. And for our inheritance, give us the lost. You are the Lord, show your power, O Lord our God, send your power, O Lord our God, our God. the Lord, and he reigns on high. He is the Lord. Spoke into the darkness, created the light. He is the Lord, who is like unto him, never ending in praise. He is the Lord, and he comes in power when we call on his name. He is the Lord show Your power, O oh Lord, our God? Show Your power, O oh Lord, our God. Show Your power, O oh Lord, our God.
1: as we receive these gifts, Lord, we thank you for all contributions that are made, all gifts that are made to this church, whether it be money, time, or however else um, people may give, Lord, but we, offer, we lift these offerings now to you, Lord, as a, um, as a symbol of all that we give to you, Lord, except as an offering of the love in our hearts and our desire to see your gospel progress. Amen. And so final scripture. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.